0: You are listening to Ever After and Beyond, episode two. That's right. We've been able to keep this going for two weeks in a row. Look at me now. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about uh, a little magic moment I've actually experienced. I've got some more of your questions lined up. And we're just going to be having some fun chat. You know, just keeping it light, keeping it fun. And I hope that you enjoy episode two of Ever After and Beyond. This week's first question comes from Lucy and in her message she's put, I've just watched The Imagineering Story on Disney Plus and it was amazing, but it had me wondering if you could time travel back to the opening of any Disney ride in any park, which would it be? This is a good question, I like it. Um, For me, I'm probably gonna say Horizons in Epcot. Now, if you're new to Walt Disney World, and like you're new to the Disney parks sphere, you've probably never heard of Horizons, or if you've heard about it, you have no idea what it is. And that is still true with me. I don't know what it is. Um, I have seen a few things on YouTube about it. In fact, there's a very, uh, very good YouTube channel called Bright Sun Films, uh, which is done by uh, a guy called Jake. And uh, he does this amazing series called Abandoned, where he talks about Disney attractions and Disney things like River Country and stuff like that, that have been abandoned by Disney. And it is so interesting. I have a real fascination with places that have been abandoned and Disney things that have been abandoned are even more interesting to me. So I do recommend checking out uh, that YouTube channel. And there is an episode on Horizons, which I have seen. Um, Essentially, it was a very, very big building in Epcot. And for whatever reason, financing issues and like going through um, economy issues where like, attendance was falling and the building had structural issues and this and the other. It ended up going away um, before I ever got the opportunity to go on it. So if I could go back in time and see the opening of that and then potentially ride it, that would be pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, great question Lucy, thank you. This next question is from an anonymous person. If you do wanna send in a question and stay anonymous, all you have to do is go to everafterandbeyond.com forward slash contact and check the little box. that says, please keep me anonymous. Uh, But this person's question is, has working for Disney made you view the company differently? For those of you who maybe knew um, or don't know me that well, uh, I have worked for Disney previously. I did two programs on the cultural representative program where you go and work in uh, the World Showcase um, I worked in the UK Pavilion, obviously, because my accent, and uh, basically worked there for a year, great program, loved it, uh, and then I've also worked for Disney in a head office capacity, working at Disney channels in social media, um, and has working for Disney made me view the company differently? I would definitely say so. I mean, there's things that I would notice that the general public wouldn't. Um, can't go into too much detail because, you know, having worked for the company, the Disney still has Legal things against you, but I, I think one of the things that I notice from like just a general perspective is when I'm watching people's videos about like potential updates and construction things and like what they think is going to come to the park and stuff like that. A lot of me kind of watches those and then just says to myself, They're never going to do that, they're never going to do that, that's never going to happen because it is a company, and having worked for them, you realize that this company more so than just someone from the outside. You learn that budgets come into absolutely everything. If there's not the budget for something, it ain't gonna happen. Um, so when it was coming up to like the D23 Expo and people were getting really excited about all the things they were going to announce, um, I was kind of like, ah, uh, I'm leaning the opposite way. I think we're gonna be lucky to get a few more updates on the things we already know about. I don't think it's gonna be the case that we get loads of new stuff and it just so happened to be the case. Um, in terms of like how I view like going to the parks and stuff like that that hasn't really changed because Disney World for me because I've lived there it feels like home um I don't have the same or feeling that I think my friend Gary would because he only goes once a year um or so um so when he goes into the parks for example he's really excited to do each different thing and now that I'm doing that as a guest I'm getting more to that but when you live there like looking at a line that is more than 20 minutes long you kind of go nah I'm good like the lines are just not a thing <laughs> when you live there and uh, can can do it as often as you want um but then again you kind of lose out by doing that and having that mentality you end up not doing stuff a lot you just end up going to the parks and hanging out in the parks and there's nothing wrong with that but you, you kind of look back and go hang on it's been like three months since I've been to Magic Kingdom because I keep going to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing you you end up doing when you're working there as a cast member. But um, going into like Disneyland Paris and Disneyland in California and stuff like that, I still get the same awe, 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 awe all encompassing feeling. I get the awe, I get the feels. Um, I just know kind of how it runs more. And I actually, I find that stuff really interesting. If you like Imagineering, if you want to know how Disney do what they do, go to Walt Disney World and do the Keys to the Kingdom tour or go to Disneyland in California and do the Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour. You get a little bit of the backstage magic. You get to know, you get to learn, sorry, how, how things are, are created by Disney, how they work, how they operate and stuff like that. And it's, I found it super interesting, but a lot of people will go on that tour and then be like, no, I don't want to know how the magic happens. And y- y- like, you, you'll you see characters, how you're not supposed to see characters. Um, you'll see how everything looks backstage, which is very different to how it looks on stage and stuff like that. So um, it, I, there are aspects where I do view the company differently, but for the most part, I've managed to maintain the magic. <laughs> This next question comes from James and he's asked, I would love to know what equipment, editing software and process you use to make your vlogs. I have recently started vlogging our trips to Paris and Orlando. And whilst I have no intentions of putting them on social media, I like the idea of keeping memories in vlog format uh, and making them as very addictive as I'm sure you would know. Can't wait to hear the rest of your podcasts. Kind regards, James. Well, James, thank you very much for your question. And uh, you may be surprised to know that the editing software and... um, uh, style I use is very, very basic. And that's through intention. I do have editing skills beyond iMovie, but I still use iMovie. Um, The reason I still use iMovie is because the vlogs don't need any more than that. Um, I'm not the type to have fancy transitions and like cross layer and fade things and stuff like that. Um, A lot of friends do vlogs very differently to mine where they'll cut it to the wire, but actually all I need to do is um, put the clips together, trim the edges off, off, put the intro, put the outro on, and I'm pretty much done. Um, The only reason I use iMovie and the only reason my vlogs are that way is because I like to make you, the viewer, feel like you're there with me, um, hanging out with my friends and I, and walking around the Disney parks. And that element is you get all the same audio that you'd get from the normal clip anyway. So actually most of the work I do is in my head whilst I'm filming the vlogs. Um, whilst I'm filming the vlogs I'm thinking have I filmed this before recently when was the last vlog that this was in um, is this interesting how long should I film it for etc 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 and all that is going through my head it does make the actual days of being in Disney not stressful but very draining so like I'll come back to the re- the resort um, say good night everyone see you later see you next time swipe swipe the camera lens, and then I am done, and my whole body just collapses into the bed. It is mentally exhausting trying to create vlogs and trying to make them engaging, and and, and, and this is the thing. There's a fine balance between trying to do it and having them just be that way. Um, if you go too much towards trying, it ends up not coming across authentic and not coming across genuine, so I try my best to make them like organic but i also want to be mindful of what i have shown recently and what's going to be boring to the viewer and this and the other and if you're just starting out and if you do want to put them on social media my advice is people have shorter attention spans for b-roll than they do you talking they will happen they will normally happily listen to you talking and sharing your advice and sharing your tips and stuff like that because that's you and your personality but when it comes to B-roll, there's only so much you should show of like the Beauty and the Beast show, for example. Um, people can go and watch a full point of view video of the Beauty and the Beast show. So that's just my advice and that's kind of my style. Um, and I like it that way. A lot of people do it differently and uh, that's, that's, that's their style and their, their viewers like that. So um, thanks for your question. I hope that's helpful. If you, if you are starting out, it's not what you use, but how you use it. So even if you're just starting on a phone and using iMovie, you can still make some pretty great content because that's how I started out. I just started out with the lens that was on my, cam- on my computer and the software that was built into it. If you were listening to this podcast at the time of it coming out, you will know that we're all in a bit of a stage of limbo and uh, trying to kill time if we're at home. Um, If you're on your way to work and you're listening to this and you're heading to the front line of the NHS or any sort of medical field or you're you're still going into work regardless of everything that's happening to keep the world ticking, we tip our hats to you. Thank you. Um, To everyone at home that is uh, trying to kill some time, I've been playing video games recently and it's a love that I have recently rediscovered. Um, When I was a kid growing up, I used to love video games. Like I would kill a whole summer break just playing uh, a PlayStation game, a Wii game, a computer game. Um, And one of the games I used to love as a kid was uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon. Uh, And the third one more specifically because it had like better graphics and stuff like that. And uh, a few years ago, the developers of that game created a new game called Planet Coaster, which was basically Rollercoaster Tycoon 3, but amped up and made more amazing. And uh, I've been playing that for the past three, four years. Love, love, love it. If you like theme parks and you're listening to this, you probably do, um, and you want a really good game to play, I cannot recommend it enough. You do need a pretty high spec PC in order to play it. The graphics are pretty intense on there, um, but it is is well worth it. I do recommend it. Um, two days ago... I downloaded the not the sequel to that game but like the people who developed Planet Coaster have created something called Planet Zoo. Um so similar to uh, Zoo Tycoon a few years ago they they've got this new game Planet Zoo and oh my god it is so good. <laughs> like it is so relaxing The sound, like, I don't know what you call it, the sound engineering, the sound graphics on it are just beautiful, it is relaxing, the soundtrack is calming, like you're just taking care of animals so you feel like you're doing good. And I come off playing it feeling so much happier and my imagination just runs wild when I'm trying to think of like all the things I'm gonna put in my zoo tomorrow. Um, I have to keep telling myself that it is a reward to play the game. I have to like get through work first before I'm allowed to play it. Um, But it is so, so, so good. I cannot recommend it enough. If you were looking for something like The Sims or like Rollercoaster Tycoon that you wanna play, please, please, please try uh, Planet Zoo. It is so, so good. Um, As for other games that I used to play as a kid, I used to play Destroy All Humans very unlike me, if you follow me a lot. Um, but that was just a game that I literally zoned out in and my mum would walk in and go, Adam, you haven't got an expression on you, what is wrong? Um, and like I loved Wii Sports, like just classic games. They didn't have to be anything complicated, just like tennis with a fake controller. Like I loved it, it was so good. And Mario Kart and that kind of stuff. So oh, I feel like I should get a Nintendo Wii again. That'd be awesome. Like, the Nintendo Wii to me is just like a summer game console. Open the doors, feel the warm breeze coming through, you're playing tennis on your TV, like... (laughs) Does anybody else agree with me? Let me know. Um, And likewise, if you have any, like, game suggestions, if if you've heard what I like playing, and uh, you think that the game that you're playing will be something I would like, send it to me! This is gonna be my part of the week where I say, like, tell me your advice, give me your recommendations, your suggestions. Um, so Twitter is at Adam Hatton, send them through. I would love to know what you're playing at the moment and how you're keeping keeping yourselves preoccupied. Now, obviously with everything that's going on, unfortunately I can't get a guest on this week. Um, I have tried to do it over like Skype and uh, me and my friend Gary have like tried recording stuff, but it just doesn't feel right. You don't have the same connection as you do as being in the room and bouncing off each other's body language and stuff like that. So. I'm just gonna wait until I can actually have a guest in the room. So if the if the podcast is a bit shorter than you want, bear with, it will, it will come, I hope. <laughs> um, but, so I'm gonna skip through to the magic moment, which is personally my favorite part of the show. And from everyone's feedback, it is your favorite part of the show. But before I get to that, please don't forget to write in, send in your questions, send in your funny stories. If you've got rude, funny stories, bring them on. I want to hear them. Um, Like, if you've got funny stories of you in theme parks or, like, just a a crazy, ridiculous story that happened that you want the world to know and you're happy to be anonymous, please send it in everafterandbeyond.com forward slash contact. But the magic moment this week is actually going to be a magic moment that happened to me. So last week I shared uh, shared one with you that I had created for another guest. Um, but this is going to be a magic moment that I've experienced and it's actually been in my vlogs so if you watch my vlogs you may already know about this. So in uh, summer 2017 it was the D23 Expo and if you don't know what the D23 Expo is it is essentially a big convention that's held every other year um, that allows Disney to present all the things that they're planning on doing over the next few years so for example they'll announce what movies they're going to be creating they will tell you what parks they're what park developments they're going to be doing like new rides and stuff like that um and uh, they'll also have different vendors from the across the company and uh fans of disney and it's basically meant to be a fan event anyway i had never been and during 2017 i was living in orlando and i figured this is there's never gonna be a better chance for me to go all the way to la and go to this convention so that's exactly what i did only problem being is that I had a really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really touch on it too much in the vlogs because at the time I was working for the company and there was very strict guidelines about what you could and could not say about the company if it was gonna be perceived in a negative fashion. And I don't like to be negative anyway. Like if I'm making my vlogs, I want them to be positive. I want them to be escaped. There's no point me going around and being a, like a, 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 a mo- moaning myrtle of all the stupid things that I, I, I don't like. Like, that's not entertaining. And also, I don't want to be that person. Um, so when it came to T23, I was super excited, like spent a lot of money getting there, paying for the hotel, the tickets, etc. cetera. Um, and it was just poor. It was just poor. That's all I can say. It was, it was a really claustrophobic experience. There was way too many people there. Um, you had to wait in hour long lines that were like masking tape on the floor. Just to get the chance of going in something, um, I think I waited three and a half hours to go into something that was called the Disney store uh, and then when I got in it was all collectible dolls and i'm not I'm not even exaggerating there it was pretty much collectible dolls and collectible mugs and nothing else and I was like why 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 if this, if this if this is all it is, why is there not a sign outside that says collectible dolls and mugs uh, Oh, I wasted half a day <laughs> just lining up for that. And and the, because the masking tape lines were like inside and outside, you'd be standing in the sun at some point. Um, and like, there were just loads of other things that I really didn't enjoy. There was uh, the fact that you had to wait in line for security every day outside. And they had 20 like metal detectors, but they only used four. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. This is not the Disney I have come to know. And the organized Disney that I see in the Disney parks. So anyway. Moving on, I uh, I was uh, going to the parks and resorts panel. It was the one panel I wanted to go to. and I was super excited about it. I waited in line for three and a half hours, just knowing that it was gonna happen. I was gonna get in and I was one of the last people in. So there were people that have been waiting there since like 3 a.m. And I am not a patient person. For me to even wait three and a half hours was like, big for me <laughs> and there are people out there that can do it my friend Francis does it a lot uh and I tip my hat to him I do not have the patience to do it nor do I have the attention span to keep myself occupied uh for that event, that length of time just on my phone anyway so got into the parks and resorts panel watched it my phone died I was gutted because I wanted to like live stream it or something or like at least tell people my reactions and I couldn't do anything but anyway watched it enjoyed it And at the very end of it, they were like, and as like a big surprise, we're gonna give you all Fast Passes to go and see the new Fantastic over at Disneyland, woo! And uh, I had tickets for Disneyland, I was like, awesome, I love this. Uh, But then they said, okay, so all you have to do is collect a token from the back of the the room and then go all the way across the 20,000 people that are in the convention hall and then stand in another line for a few hours that is masking table the floor to pick up your ticket. And I was like, why not just give the ticket on the way out? Like, when, when you go into the Disney parks and you get a fast pass, you don't choose what time you... That, that was the justification, you get to choose your time when you go. You don't get to choose your time when you go for a fast pass line, so why is... The, oh, oh dear. Anyway, long story short, bedlam ensued. Like, you consider there's 5,000 people in this auditorium going across the massive convention hall to the opposite end to then try and get into this single file line. It was not good. And uh, I managed to get over there, got into the single file line. And if you've watched my channel a lot, if you know me well, you will know that I do, I don't handle well with big groups of people or lots of people. And it's part of the reason I don't do meet and greets. It's, just, it's a bit intense for me. Um, so I was going through this line and they were like snaking it back and forth. It was looked like a massive game of snake. Instead of starting line from the far end, they just like lo- put everyone through the line and it was not fun anyway. <laughs> enough moaning, um, I basically had a panic attack. Uh, I got to the point where I was like darting around the room, like trying to find an escape, I was losing my breath and I was just like, I, I, I can't be here. So I immediately like, just just left, got out of the line and I even said to the cast member there, I was like, can, I, can, can someone else get this token? Can you just give it to someone? Um, and they were like, oh, I'm not sure if I can. And I was like, please just take it from me so I feel like I'm not completely wasting my time. <laughs> Um, And uh, then as I was walking out, I was just having a bit of a moment. I was trying to stop myself from crying until I got back to my hotel room. I was just, I was just a bit emotional. Anyway, as I'm walking out of the convention hall, Tony Baxter, legendary Imagineer, is walking across a relatively unpopulated area. There's no one around. He's walking across with his assistant and just like a couple people, obviously going to like a presentation or a meeting or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is Tony Baxter. This is Tony Baxter. This is the guy who like spearheaded Disneyland Paris. He is the guy who created Splash Mountain. And there's like, like a lot of the amazing attractions we love in Disney World. This is the guy that was like behind it. And he's a legend, I love him. Anyway, I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. So I was like, Excuse me, Tony, hi. Um, can I can I just shake your hand? I really appreciate everything you've done and just thank you. And I, I literally just said that and he was like, oh, thank you very much, lovely to meet you. Um, and as I was walking away, I then heard him turn to his assistant or something um, and said, you see, that's why we come to these. And oh my God, like he did a magic moment for me, but then he was like, see, this is why I'm here is for people like him. And then I just had like, i like, I'm getting teary-eyed so I going to it now. Um, I had a little g- cry, a part of it was on camera. And then when the camera went off, it got a lot worse. <laughs> so um, it was very emotional to go from like one extreme to the other, but that was like one of the highlights of my life is being able to meet him and say, thank you. There will be a time when I get to tell my kids who are hopefully gonna be Disney fans. Oh my God, could you imagine if my kids don't end up being Disney fans? Let's not dwell on that. Anyway, um, there will be a time where I can look back and say, I met him. Like I met the guy who came up with the idea for Splash Mountain and I came up with, uh, who came up with most of what is Disneyland Paris. Like um, if you watch the Imagineering story on Disney+, Plus, you will see him on a regular basis. Um, So yeah, that was my magic moment. That was a magic moment for me. And uh, he had had no idea he did it for me, but anyway. um, Okay, well, I'm gonna leave it there. It's been another fun week of making a podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening. If you're driving, stay safe. If you're at home, stay home. Uh, And hopefully I will check back with you next week. Things are a bit busy at the moment. I'm currently writing an updated version of my Walt Disney World Dream Guide. So if you've already got the previous one, look out, there's gonna be an update on the way. And I'm trying to make it a little bit more special than the last one. Um, And if you want my advice, look out for that coming soon. Uh, On the same note, we have just restocked my dream planner so if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World and uh, you want somewhere to collate all your pl- all your plans into one neat little booklet, um, adamhattan.com forward slash books. And uh, it's only 7.99, we do ship worldwide. Um, there are some delays at the moment, obviously with everything that's been going on, but so far, so good. Um, all the information is on the website. Cool, all right, well, it's been wonderful talking to you. I hope you're well, please stay safe. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll check in with you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.